What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning back in to Being Bullshit. This is episode number 11. In this episode, I had Mariah Rose on the podcast. Mariah is a skater. She's a filmmaker. She's a revolutionary. Uh, she's a visionary as well. She's also a really old friend. I've known her since like fifth grade. So we got to reminisce a little bit. She, she's telling me about her latest ventures. Uh, we definitely had a few laughs. I think you guys will enjoy this episode. Cheers. Watching my friend's dog Roni. So cute. She's really old. Oh wow, how old but is she? She I think like nine years. Holy shit. So man. she was looking out the outside. We'll have to go later. We were just out there. So anyhow. Cool. Hello. Yeah, so what is Ten up? Ten years. Not much. Well, a lot, I guess, but <laughs> can you believe our our 10-year reunion was supposed to be this month, August 1st. Crazy. Yeah. yeah well, and so... Yeah, supposed to just be. Just the fact that it's been 10 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wild. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't believe it's been 10 years. Um, time, it, Time's flying by, you know? And it seems like time. everything's just getting crazier as well, you know? So. Yes, it's a revolution. It's for the better. It's definitely, it's it's wild because the way that like social media and things work, mm-hmm. it feeds you what you're already being fed and what you're already searching. So it can seem like the whole world is just on this one wave whenever it's actually, you can go to a, another city just 30 minutes away and it's just completely different views. Yeah. So it's just, it's really mind blowing right now, but I think that besides the pandemic, which I was just thinking about Funky Soul and like going out dancing, I was like, when will we ever get to go dance again? <laughs> so that's the part I'm like, I don't know how that's going to go, but everything else is definitely necessary. I mean, you know where we're from. Yeah. Yeah. So just going back because, um, I mean, as you know, even with like early, like the clothing and everything. I have people that are listening to the podcast from literally all over. So, I mean, there's a lot. Oh. Of, yeah, there's a lot I want to talk to you about today. But uh, just going back. Um, so just tell uh, uh, some of some of the followers, like where you're from, a little bit about your background, you know, things like that. And then we'll get into all the all the interesting stuff. <laughs> OK, well, Corey and I grew up together kind of pretty much mm-hmm. since like Fifth grade, I switched over schools to Little Cypress, and that's when we met. Or sixth grade, I'm sorry. And before that, I went to West Orange, so I'm from Orange, Texas. Moved back and forth between Louisiana and Texas, but ended up in Texas. And, uh, yeah, so we've actually known each other quite some time. Always has been such a sweetheart, so driven and encouraging and nice. Truly, whenever I texted you that, I meant that. Like, you really have always been... So, like, know what you want as well and, like, 
going after and like trying to do something with yourself in the world, you know, so I respect you in that and it's good to like see you face to face. Uh, so grew up there. Um, I don't know if a lot of people knew in school, but at that age when I had just switched schools, I was really sick. Um, and at that time I picked up skateboarding. Uh, when I moved to Little Cypress, I didn't want to get bullied. So I got a, a skateboard cause like Jackass and BAM and MTV and all that made it look really tough. And I remember people hearing, cause it's a pretty conservative town where we're from, um, hearing people like say, Oh, that's crazy. Yada, yada. So I figured I would just make myself an outcast before anyone else could. And so, yeah, but I never like, we don't have any parks back home. And as far as I know, I was like the only girl. You skated a bit. A few of the other guys skated a bit. So yeah. I was more friends with the guys growing up. Um, you know, Vincent and Cody and yeah. uh, that whole crew. Um, so, yeah. And then we graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I, at that point, had had a pretty serious surgery, had my colon and appendix and most of my rectum removed had an ileostomy bag for about a year, our senior year. Wow. And then right after I graduated, had the reversal surgery and I hit the road. I was like, I no longer have to go to school. I don't have to go to the doctor anymore, even though I kind of left too early. Uh, so yeah, I moved to California, the typical, like didn't last too long. Um, and then moved back home for a little while. I don't know if I'm getting too far away from talking point. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's. I still skated through that time. Yeah, and it's cool. So I ahead. mean, what's what's fucking awesome about podcasting is um, there's no time limit and there's nobody telling me you know what to say, what to do. We can literally say fuck ten thousand mm-hmm. times. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> you know, it's awesome. But going cool. back a little bit, I didn't know you were sick in school. Was it was it like your colon and appendix and all these things in school? Um, so from 11 to 17, basically, it was undetermined. They thought either Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, Mm. but there were other symptoms that kind of like feared otherwise, so they could never really determine. So they were treating something actually wrong, in my opinion, Mm. all these years to where finally it just got kind of out of control. So yeah, I don't know. It was... Fatigue, I was definitely in and out of the hospital a lot. Um, yeah, just all those nasty side effects yeah. of just being sick. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you you, you were another person, like, it seemed like you always knew what you wanted, you know? Like, even when we were really small, you always had, like, this super strong personality, you know? I don't know where bullying came from. I don't think you were, were you bullied, like, at a point in time or something? At West Orange, so... Oh, well, I mean, that's that's honestly a tough school, you know? Like, that's a... Yeah, at first, I was like... uh, So, before I'd known you, I was a... Before I got sick, I was a brat. I was really stubborn. I was a bully. I was, like, one of the cool girls. All the guys liked me. And then when I got sick, I disappeared for, like, a month. And I came back, and I was on IV steroids, and it had made me gain a lot of weight and get really puffy cheeks. Oh, so okay. then everybody at the school was like, yo, what the fuck happened? And we're, I think, 10, 11, 12, you just kind of like brats at that point. And what I was 
shown in the hospital what really changed me and when I went back and I was really quiet everybody was really confused by that too I was allowed to like roam the halls and go up and have visitors and a lot of the other kids and that I was around weren't allowed to they were on isolation doctors had to go in and with mask and full cover they couldn't have guests so it really snapped me like that like wow, I'm so fortunate, and now I'm on this other spectrum of being the one that's getting bullied. Um, so it was there, like blowfish and yada yada, getting tripped, yeah. and one time I got stuck, put into the trash can. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so, yeah, next year we switched over schools, uh, and at that school I got – picked on too (laughs) (laughs) but I I mean I was just always different but I just yeah I don't know I mean if I've I'm sure I don't want to like boast on myself I'm sure I've hurt people I'm sure I was still growing up and learning and wasn't the nicest um but I do remember just being different yeah which I'm sure maybe a lot of us felt (laughs) oh for sure yeah and I mean you know kids are you know when you're that age kids are so fucking like cruel to each other, you know what I'm saying? And I, I can't even imagine. Just we're so immortal. Yeah, like uh, imagine being a fifth grader now, like in 2020. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh it's... my gosh! And just with social <laughs> media, I'm so thankful we didn't have Instagram and all of that. Oh yeah, dude. Growing up, it would have been so crazy. We had like Zanga and MySpace, yeah. <laughs> but too busy trying to like yeah. code to figure out how to change the banners or put a playlist on it. Yeah, which probably <laughs> so. explains why a lot of people our age are like into like all this tech shit, you know? Because we were like coding, whether it was copy and paste or you were actually developing. Uh, like a coding skill, you know, we were doing that at a very young age. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's super, super interesting. interesting. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So when did it's you, crazy um, to think. when did you move out of Texas, like the first time? Um, so that was probably like six months after we graduated. I used pretty much all my graduation money, came out to California way too fast after my surgery and ended up in the hospital from dehydration. (laughs) And so I still made it work, was going from like place to place to place and had done some fun things, made some fun friendships. Uh, But after a year, I had called my mom and like kind of broke down to her. And she was like, that's it. I'm getting you a plane ticket, yada, yada, yada. The next day, I'm like, no, I don't want to come home. But yeah. it was too late. She had already, like, got everything in motion. Uh, so then I was in Texas again probably, like, maybe three years. It wasn't until I actually met the guy in – we were in Beaumont. He was in the music scene. Yeah. So I'd be going to all the shows and stuff. Layla, I never went to any, like, the clubs or anything anywhere. Yeah. I'd kind of, like – was just strategizing how to get out of town again. Um, him and I had broke up, and then I came to California for a few months, came back to visit. Of course, we, like, hung out and were inseparable, so we were like, let's do this. I was like, cool, but I don't want to stay here. And so then we packed up and went to Seattle, Washington. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I thought. Would, yeah. yeah, that's the last I remember yeah. you moving off to um, – I mean, I've always followed you, so uh, you moving off to, like, Washington – and then I saw the, the Cali, like, adjustment. I was like, oh, shit, she's in California now. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
I was there three years, and so I think, like, how old are we now? 28, so I think I was, like, 23 when I went out there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was 24, Yeah. and um, we were out in Seattle for a little while. I love Seattle. It's beautiful. Uh, we ended up breaking up two years in, and then I was there for a year, and then that's when I came here. Hold on, i got to clear my throat. <laughs> no worries that's a, that's another <laughs> awesome thing about like podcasting i can edit whatever the hell i need to edit so oh, <laughs> so there's no filters <laughs> like, there's no nothing everybody, but <laughs> i have a i got a hat that says uh smoker it's smoker's cough not covid19 <laughs> i haven't worn it out in public yet because i'm like i feel like that's too soon for everybody yeah. but i really do have a smoker's cough which Cannabis is legal here, so oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it, it's still frowned upon here in Texas. Well, I can't say frowned upon; it's just not legal yet. <laughs> mm-hmm, totally. Well, what's crazy and what's part of the story a bit is when I was in Seattle, uh, my health had gotten really bad because it's super like foggy and just you need a lot of vitamins and sunshine just anybody to be feel stable minded stable body absolutely and there i was it was really lacking so it got pretty bad the doctor hadn't even like done any scopes or anything and he told me that he was going to give me an ileostomy bag again i was just like whoa yeah. no way last time and that means like so they have a fake pouch on the inside that mimics what my colon would do and ileostomies when they would put a bag back on the outside, Ooh, um, which okay. is something that I might have to do way, way, way later in life. Like, yeah. fingers crossed, never. Um, but when he told me that, I was just like, um, not happening. So I dropped all my medicines uh, and I was able to start taking CBD and THC and THCA, which are all different forms of cannabis. Um, and ever since I haven't been hospitalized, I feel better than ever. I mean, I think that with the change diet, with exercise and with cannabis, I really have not cured. I have like symptoms from the procedure and stuff still, but have totally almost 180 my life with it. So I'm very thankful for legal cannabis. <laughs> so yeah. out there, uh-huh, but Yes. So I did that. And every year since little, I was hospitalized every year once. And so now it's been probably four or five years since I haven't been. Um, Anyhow, so then I, um, things got pretty hectic in Seattle, pretty unsafe. Oh, sorry, Rony. What do you mean? Like uh, like things with you and your relationship or uh, just like your environment? that was a really healthy split. I mean, we had been together like five, six years at that point and still mm. have a lot of love for each other. But with the weather affecting my health physically and his health mentally, it just kind of we had to do what was best for ourselves uh, separately. Uh, so it just grew apart, but yeah. lovely person. Uh, but after that, and it's hard to talk about and I haven't talked about it. It's kind of this mystery thing through all of these, I don't want to say all these interviews and stuff, because like I do that many, but through talk and stuff that I haven't really opened up fully about, because it's not 100% confirmed, and it's such a, like a what the fuck was happening situation, 
basically my uh, best friend and roommate, at, well, we ended up being roommates because she had recently gotten drug-induced psychosis. She was drugged. Uh, and so we moved in together, wow. me, her, and her roommate. Uh, so that way, because I never want to give too much of somebody else's personal details. For so sure. for matters, we took care of each other and moved in together. And it went on for like three or four months. And at the same time, my brother uh, came over illegally from Mexico and he was mm-hmm. in the detention center. He got picked up by ICE. So at the same time of helping my friend that mysteriously got drugged and has drug induced psychosis, I'm helping my brother and paying for him in the detention center. We ended up winning his case. He is able to stay. He's been here like three years now, oh, has good. a wife, has a truck. He said he has a jet ski. He's super excited, wants to come <laughs> uh, hang out with him. So that's all awesome. And my friend too, she's doing amazing now as well. Uh, so everything's good. Everyone's good. But at the moment, so that had gone on like three, four months and then started doing really well again. Everybody was like getting on track and such. And then uh, she started going through the cycles again that had happened the first uh, few months. Mm. And the um, we took her to the hospital the first time and the doctor said that um uh, with the amount she was given, there was nothing that they could do because the drug changes so often that they don't have something to, like, counteract the effects. Oh, okay. Um, Got you. And it can seep through from her spine um, without noticing cause the psychosis again. Um, but at this point, we had been, and this is the part that's like, I know I'm not crazy, and I, it's just not confirmed because I don't know who, but I know what I saw and what I experienced, and from what we, yeah, I'm just going to let me say my truth. I feel like we were being watched. I found her with this person. It's a, it's a whole story. It's like you can't tell a little bit of it without telling all of it and, like, yada, yada, but basically yeah. we were being watched. She had been drugged, and the night that everything had really happened, we had to pack the, me and our other roommate packed the house and basically just was like, we're getting out of town. Like, yeah. you have to go back home. We need to move. This is not safe. And my brother had just won his case. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, so do you like do you think it was like uh because of like your brother his case or what why do you think someone was watching you, you know? I I'm just curious. This is oh, it's just uh, out of curiosity. Uh, sex trafficking. Oh, okay, I think okay. It was sex trafficking and um within yeah, kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah well, it was that that stuff's crazy. Not you know, not to cut you off, yeah. but yeah. Um, As a friend, I can talk to you on the side about it happily, but I just sure. don't want to put unconfirmed information out there. Yeah, and yeah, most other people's because yeah, to to give any more, I feel like it would just without the consent of the others. You know, I want to respect that. Yeah, because yeah. It wasn't just and I, I know, I know, it's mm-hmm. definitely real. You know, but um. Just from like a male's perspective, I I can't say that like I don't take into consideration like you guys' feelings and everything, but I don't know how it feels, you know what I'm saying, like 
to just be watched all the time. So I'm sure that's a very uncomfortable feeling. You know? Oh my gosh, it's it's created so much like, and I hate to say PTSD because I know that that's very serious, but I feel it. I feel the trauma. I feel this sense of like constantly being scared and looking out of the windows and like yeah. I don't open myself up to people quickly. I'm very nice, but like, given information or like inviting people over or this and that I just don't do like I've and even even with like guys and relationships I'm like are you a murderer (laughs) it's like this crazy thought it's like why would I think that about them right off the bat but whenever that's just been an experience that I've had now and it's really nice though because recently it's it's good whenever you're able I, I realized that I was surviving and helping other people survive like I had to be the strong one it wasn't happening to me directly although I was involved um that I just like kept surviving kept surviving that now I'm finally being able to like look at myself in the situation and take care of my own mental so I was realizing that I had developed a sense of disassociation which is an actual thing and if you basically since being young till now, my brain has disassociated from situations in order to not feel it and to be able to survive it. And so exciting things or like angry things, I don't feel much. And I recognize that like, y'all, I really like want to be happy right now. Like I'm stoked, but I, I just, so anyhow, I was disassociating and I've been able to now take the time and realize that I have to reassociate these feelings and you have to deal with them and the thoughts and just through this last week it's funny living in the van people are always like oh don't you feel so unsafe and I'm like no actually because I have two doors I know somebody's there and I can get in the front and leave immediately but I get to house sit a lot for my friends going in and out of town which is really nice Um, and so I've been cheating van life a lot which is (laughs) funny but um I actually feel safer in the van because in the house there's so many windows, doors, all the oh, issues yeah. so much. So I I catch myself like constantly looking out the the windows and making sure the doors are locked in. I've really been trying these past few weeks to be like, just leave it, you know, it's fine, just relax and so I feel myself reassociating to just normal habits and stuff, but it's definitely uh, been a thing. But again, And I don't want to say everything happens for a reason, yada, 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 because you can't, you can't say that to everybody. Some situations, Black Lives Matter, for instance, that shit doesn't happen for a reason. The reason it's happening is because you're fucking racist. Yeah. So let's move on. So it's not that everything happens for a reason, but if I wouldn't have booked it to California and lived in my car. I wouldn't have had girl swirl and all these experiences I've had in the past few months. So I know that I'm very fortunate and I'm dealing with some unsolved trauma from all of that. But yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, just (laughs) just going back, reverting a little bit uh, back to like uh, the characteristic of like uh, disassociation. Do you think that's like a, a characteristic of like a leader? I mean, you've always come off as like someone 
that would ultimately become a leader. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's just something that like we have in our DNA, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're happy, you're excited, you're sad, but like in the moment, you know, say you get handed a gift and you don't show this excitement. I think that's just something in like a leader's DNA. I don't know if that just might be an opinion that I have, but I, I think that's just, you, you have to be able to handle like all these things and like, just say like in the midst of like one or two minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. happiness, sadness, uh, angry, aggravated, all this shit, you have to be able, because someone has to determine the next move or dictate or guide the rest of everyone else in the right direction, you know? And people, That's a really great perspective, yeah. Yeah, and people, I feel like um, if you don't have, like, the characteristic of, like, disassociation, um, you can act out of emotion and you can really make a, a shitty decision, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, can, it can mess some things up. <laughs> you know yeah it's true great point yeah you know um so no i think um it 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 sucks but i mean if you look at anyone any like any of your idols or just uh, one of my idols kurt cobain he had a very crazy fucked up life but that dude is like an icon he was a leader right so i think uh most leaders go through like they they have either a shitty life like before they become like that superstar or whatever um uh but i think ultimately like it it takes those things for them to get to that point you know you have to have something that drives you you know you can't just be a rich boy that had a a great life and become you know some superstar you know you have nothing you have no pain you have no no motivation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the compassion and empathy that's mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that kurt cobain um, over in Seattle, when I lived there, he has this bench over in Magnolia, and he it's next to the house that he was actually, well, I think that he was killed in. Yeah. But he was definitely uh, uh, he, he was definitely killed. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, for uh, sure. But there's a bench right next to it where he used to write and stuff, and I the energy there it's just so beautiful and tangible. It's really nice if you ever. Have you been out to Seattle? I've never been to Washington at all. Oh, you would love <laughs> or it. Washington Go State, definitely yeah. during July, August, and September, I would say, is the best time because they have the sun. It's just, it's so beautiful. You know, Jimmy's from over there, Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, and, for sure. It's um, another another favorite it just of had mine. The, mm-hmm, it had the total grunge scene back in the day, and oh. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm thinking about going back and visiting this next month, uh, but plans are still kind of in the air. Mm. But anyways, yep. So all that happened there. Yeah. So <laughs> with all this happening in Seattle, say you're um, you're packing your things and you're getting ready. You're like, "Fuck this! I need to get out of here. Um, I think I'm gonna head back to California." Is like everything that happened in Seattle, like some of the motivation to like your brand now um like what sparked or what generated this i mean i've I've always i figured you'd always like have some sort of brand um your thing now is huge though so just like uh talk a little bit about that if you don't mind okay so what's crazy is i always say it's like all of my little dreams as a kid as one just like i've always pursued um skateboarding and community and trying to be involved in philanthropic efforts. Um, 
but this wasn't this was a very serendipitous thing that happened we didn't plan it we didn't talk about it it wasn't only mine it just within a grassroots movement came too so basically i moved to california because i was like okay i gotta get out of here i gotta go where cannabis is legal because it's my medicine now and it's easy to somewhere where it's easy to stay in your car so i came to venice would stay on the beach stay at the skate park like every day just looking for a job staying in my car nobody knew Uh, but my sixth day here a girl named victoria came up to me and was like hey I met this girl Lucy today. She's going around asking other girls that she sees to come and skate. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. It's only my sixth day here, which is why I say it's very serendipitous in my opinion. <laughs> um, and so I go meet up that night, and it was so much fun. We just were kind of more like a girl gang. Yeah. Just was like, oh, other girls to skate with. Let's always skate together. And at the time, Lucy had already started a text chain with other girls that skated. So that way we could meet up and keep in contact. Um, and we knew that the text chain would get too big. And so we wanted to make an Instagram to add the other girls to the Instagram rather than a text. And so that way we could switch profiles sure. and see each other through there. Um, and we had joked about different crew names uh, through the night. And Girls World was one of them. So we put that on our Instagram name. <laughs> and yeah, so... It just kind of like picked up around town because Venice is incredible when it comes to community and support and stoke and just like being whoever you want to be. So just around town, some people had heard like, oh, girls rules. So they start yelling it out. We're like, what's happening? How does everybody (laughs) know about this? Um, And then two being in L.A., uh, some of the girls are photographers. Some of them were already modeling some already doing this and that and there were a few like local brands that really liked our vibe so they wanted to take photos of us skating in their clothes yeah. and so they were like we'll give you free product and we we're like who doesn't like free stuff yeah. let's do yeah, it yeah, and so we did it <laughs> yeah but then from that we got more followers and more photographers that wanted to work with us and we were like whoa this is crazy that's not like we're not trying to be models here right, we right. were just trying to skate together so I feel like at that point it had gotten to like a thousand followers on Instagram and we were like, okay, hold up. How can we make this in? Cause it's obviously something like, yeah. this is cool. Like we just got together to skate. Everybody's stoked, but we're not trying to be Instagram models. Yeah. So we had like official board meetings, started meeting up and like going over what it is that we would like to do in our wildest dreams um, and philanthropy, skate up, skate meets, parties, the modeling and stuff is fun as far as like partnerships and growing um, business relationships go. Um, And so then we decided to throw a party to raise money for a local nonprofit and since we we're raising money for nonprofits, a lot of local brands were able to donate products for a write-off. Um, so we had coffee, alcohol, food. We had bands um, all play and donate their time and supplies to raise money. And we kept none of the fees, but it was just a total blast. It was <laughs> in an alley here in Venice, and we had um, a ramp set up, and we had 
people were dancing on the band. It went all night. Like we had locals coming through that lived here since back in the seventies. And we we're like, this is what Venice has wow. been missing. Like the total. Cause, cause at this point in Venice, they were trying to make it like pretty much a silicone beach, like Silicon Valley, Snapchat, yeah. Google, all these corporations were moving in and taken away. The freak show went away. Like it just was going through this really pivotal time of gentrification. So like to have something really community based come in, we realized that's what people really wanted and what Venice really, what we were told it really was really needed at the moment. Yeah. So we're like, wow, that was super successful. People were talking around the block, like when's the next party, yada, yada. We're like, okay, wait, we're not party throwers here. So, okay. What are we going to do? And so from that, we started doing skate mentorships and skate meetups. So we're like, okay, if our focus is skateboarding, but we're throwing parties, how can we bring it all in philanthropically? So, yeah, we did. We partnered with the Boys and Girls Club, different after school programs, uh, started doing biweekly skate meetups. At first, we had like 10, 30 girls show up and we're like, we can't handle this. How are we supposed to like (laughs) say hi to everybody? What if it gets any bigger like safety wise and hey, stuff. So. Hey, really quick, can we pause? I have to piss mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> yes, do your thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. This I'll is be here. this is so unprofessional. I've been drinking this shit and I have to pee so what bad. What is that? It's a craft beer. It's a Abita brewing and it's a uh uh-huh. a, a, a doppelbock and it's got me like on edge. Like I'm sitting here trying to enjoy no, this. I understand. <laughs> Coronavirus I'll be right back. has back closed. <laughs> I'll be right back, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, badass. We made it in one piece. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm sorry for the uh, the interruption. <laughs> You're totally fine. All right. Yeah. So, so you guys, you you throw a party, and it just turns out to be a fucking blast. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's where we left off. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I. I have to actually need to look at the numbers just to refresh on everything, but I feel like we raised at least a thousand dollars, if not mm. more. I want to say three thousand, but I don't want to like <laughs> shoot it out there, so I'm gonna say at least a thousand. Yeah. So it was really successful, and we we're like, wow, just the support. Truly, it it's all about community. Without the stoke of the community and the help of the community from the beginning. It wouldn't have been anything. It would have yeah. just been us skating around together, you know. Which in LA, again, we're very fortunate, and there's a lot more opportunity here than other places. So our mission is more driven for cities like we grew up in, where you don't really—it's not normal to see a girl on a skateboard, nor is it accessible. Um, I just think that it's a really great tool um, for mental and physical health that. I just want it to be normalized. You know, that was the main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, most definitely. And but, yeah. It seems like, and this was uh, about what year would you say, like, it, it really started to, like, take off? Um, It's been two and a half years now. So, mm-hmm. that is 17, 18, 19, 20, maybe 2000, in the 2018-2000. Or sorry, in the 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. 2018, I'm going to say. Uh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, it's, um, I, it seems like <laughs> that like, was a long process to say that. No, well, it's crazy because that seems like forever ago. I mean, it's only 2020, 
you know, we're only a few years from 2017, but that does see so much shit has happened, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, so, so many that can happen. Yeah, so um, it seems like, you know, just the empowerment of women and everything uh, coming out, it happened around that time. So it just seems like a, like the, a really appropriate time to have something put out there for women to join and be become a part of, you know? Because, I mean... Completely, which was so, uh, it's funny because all of these things, we talked about them in our meetings, and yes, it, it it's our mission, but they all just happened so naturally. Like, the fact that it happened right when it was a pivotal moment for the uh, women's movement happening, it's just, it was really great timing that was unintentional, and uh, I feel like why everything has been so successful is with is because it's been from pure intention mm. and now though i feel like it was great during that point and in girls world the eye is dropped and it's supposed to be for um, female identifying as well and now it's more in the phase of non-binary they them uh trans rights so Really, and, and two before the virus, we had started having um, our first co-ed meetup. So anybody was able to come in at our parties. Um, anybody was allowed to come. It, we just more had got together to have other um, girl identifying. For sure. Or they, them to, to meet up with. Um, so, yes, it has morphed into this beautiful movement. Um, that is growing with the times, which is really nice. Yeah, that's badass. So, uh, and going back just a, just a little bit, uh, you talked about van life. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. You have to um, tell me how how this is going and uh, what what brewed up the idea to like you know just travel and live mm-hmm. like whether it's van life or like RV life because it's something I've always wanted mm-hmm. to do. I've always wanted to just get like a mobile vehicle where I could just take my home literally anywhere (laughs) totally it's the coolest um so I lived in my car for like six months when I moved here Mm. I had met Lucy which is the CEO of Girls World the creator Mm -hmm. of Girls World and my best friend ride or die sister mother wife she's incredible she's the only person that knew that I lived in my car and she was sneaking me into her back house and let me use the restroom there and stuff. And eventually I met her roommates. And, um, so I just wanted to give her a shout out basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I lived in my car, but Lucy knew and she helped me out. Um, and then through girl swirl, um, at this point, six months in, we had been doing the skate meetups and throwing pretty regular parties and, um, doing skate mentorships. And Danny, one of my best friends, had lived in San Francisco and had heard about Girls World, so reached out, and we had planned to meet up when she got here, and we just became inseparable. She found out that I lived in my car and offered for me to stay. Actually, where I am, this is where I stayed for six months. Nice. Um, and then after that, I started looking for my own place. But I've always been, I don't know if you were, Oh, no, because I did this at West Orange. So even at West <laughs> Orange, um, 
there's these magazines, J14, all those like kid bought magazines growing yeah. up and they have posters in them. I would sell the little ones for 50 cents and the big ones for a dollar. And they have like 20 posters in there. So I'd make my magazine money back plus some. And so nice. always since I was little, was I trying to figure out ways to make money without having to have a job? Absolutely. And so <laughs> whenever it comes to, and with my health as well, it's very day by day and having to be on my feet for eight hours or mentally on something for eight hours, it's just, it's, it's just really wearing on my body and yeah. just not worth it to me. I would rather live in a van than yeah. have to end up back in the hospital again. I'm doing what makes my mental and my body feel amazing and I'm going to keep doing this. But anyhow, so at that point I started looking for a place. Everything was so expensive here. I hadn't really had like, well, I had a, I had like jobs. Don't get me wrong. I, I got jobs, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, I was like, no way, I'm not going to be able to afford this. And I was like, you know what? If I can do it in a car, then I can do it in a van. So I'm going to look for a van. And I knew that because I had given myself like three months. I was like, in three months, if that day I have to move out, whether it's back into my car or what, like I'm moving out just because I wanted to have those boundaries and not just, you know, um, unintentionally take advantage of a situation you know yeah so sure. serendipity had it i went to a lot just looking for like an oversized vehicle because at this point i wasn't finding a van anywhere and there was a van parked on the street and i was like does that happen to be y'all's and it was and he they're amazing um so i got the van and rebuilt it out it was just empty i put insulation wood this and that and now it's been a little over a year. And yeah, it definitely had pros and cons. I had planned to do it just for six months. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm doing this. Why not keep going? And then it was a year. And then now it's been, yeah, like a year and a half. But again, with LA, it's been really fortunate uh, to get house sitting gigs. So a lot of the times I've been in and out of places and then when I'm not, I'll travel around. Um, but what I realized though, what's difficult. So definitely invest in a vehicle, in a van or an RV, whatever you want to do when you decide you want to do it. Um, that can run well because if you're going to live in it, you get nervous about driving it around because if it crashes or does this, like the engine messes up, that's your home as well. So you're just out of a vehicle and a home. And yeah. it's like yeah. the scariest thing ever. Um, yeah, but, it could be tough. Yeah, yeah. but, but so it, it I seems have a car awesome. too seems now awesome though. though. Yeah, exactly. You have a home and a vehicle, you know. Um, I know. It's the funniest thing driving up to the van in my car, getting out of my car and then going into the van. <laughs> I'm like, if people do this, they're probably so confused. But... <laughs> Yeah, well, I think with, um, you know, especially this year, just with everything going on, like, people are going to start, um, like, uh, minimizing their, their, their life, you know what I'm saying? Like, people have these crazy, huge, especially out here in Southeast Texas, people have these really oh, big homes totally. and everything, you know, but um, what you see in, like, Houston, you know, I was in Houston for a while, um, there's a lot of apartment complexes, and I think people are starting to realize that, okay, maybe I don't need uh, 
5,000 square feet or whatever the hell might have you. You know, I could stay put with like a thousand or a little bit less square footage, you know, because everything else is excessive. You know what I'm saying? So um, just the, the mobile life. Um, I'm sure you see the um, the posts and just like different things on IG or Facebook, uh, like tiny homes as well. It's becoming super popular. Um, it's it's really popular in Austin now. So I think people are just going to start um, minimizing their lifestyle, you know, realizing you don't need as much, you know. Oh, we definitely need internet, um, water, and food, and you know, clean water. But mm-hmm. that's about it. You don't, you don't need much. Mhm. Yep, it's nice, and especially, I mean, well, I hate to say it's nice, and then go into saying this, but <laughs> um, especially with the, I could, I need to inform myself on this, what it's called. But there was a, a law that Obama had put into place that. Um, gave some leeway for evictions so that way not as many could take place and that law was just raised and taken away to where now um, evictions can happen without pretty much any tenant laws in place to protect them Mm. Um, so a lot of evictions are happening the homelessness has really gone up here in LA this month is the first month that it was in place and it's also the first month where everybody loses their extra unemployment. So yeah. I definitely have had a lot of friends around that have been asking me about the van life. And um, I see it happening a lot here. Uh, just, yeah, with everything happening, people can't afford it. There's They don't have the job or the resources yeah. to keep up the lifestyle anymore. Yeah. So everything. that's definitely something that I'm thankful for during these times. Um, yeah. The fact that I, I did have the freedom. Because I was thinking about it and I was like, man, if I had a spot right now through all of this and I was really, truly dependent on my money that I make from work in order to get by, I would, I would have been like <laughs> getting evicted or trying to move out and trying to figure out what I was doing. So I'm very thankful for the van spin. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, everything is just so, I mean, I can't imagine in Cali. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the lifestyle is beautiful, but just everything's so expensive. Things here in Texas, um, I'm about back in Southeast Texas, so things aren't too bad, but like uh, Austin and Houston, places I've, I'd normally be at, everything's going up. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's extremely, uh, it's hard for everyone just during uh, this pandemic or this this tough time how are you guys handling it like you know as an individual but also like as a brand how are you handling everything Mm -hmm. um that's going on with all these restrictions and stuff Mm -hmm. i know totally wild times and it's crazy definitely day by day thoughts and actions but what's beautiful about gross world um basically through all the mentorships and through these parties and through the skate meetups we really have created a community. Our business is very community-based. We would be nothing without our community. And we are solely a provider of these things for our community, these Absolutely. opportunities. Um, so through all this growth, uh, we've reached a global platform of people all over. It's insane. <laughs> it's so cool, the places yeah. that we get messages from. Chile, Argentina, New Zealand, Egypt, like 
everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> and then all through the states. And what we've done now is taken on kind of a Girl Scout style of business structure. And we've started chapters in other cities because we were getting requests from people other places, like, how can we join this? Like, I want to do what you're doing here in our city. Um, so we started an official chapter in New York and in San Diego. And yeah. then one was starting in Brazil, uh, but that's uh, taking a little time. Uh, but anyhow, so we have this digital platform that is really genuine and authentic. And so through quarantine and through these times, we've still been able to connect digitally um, with Zoom calls or yeah. with FaceTime or Instagram lives together. We started doing those weekly little skate lessons or this or that through our channel. And we got to partner with different brands. So our business, and we're figuring out our, our whole business structure right now, actually, because we're such a multitude of things. Um, we're trying to like, fit it under one business umbrella for sure so we have merch and skateboards and um, those things raise funds to fund some other initiatives that we had uh, so I would say that like for me personally during this time and from what I've heard from other people I couldn't have imagined this time without everybody i've yeah. been able to feel it so tangibly through the relationships that i can have with people digitally which is crazy um and then also the san diego girls that lead that chapter uh we were actually working together during quarantine up north on a farm and then we got to travel down um mm -hmm. together so it was really nice to have those relationships and to have that company and like other girls to skate with you know yeah uh so it's been, I feel like, strong as far as what we're doing to move out of it, like how we can continue forward. I don't know when parties, because there's this weird thing. People want to skate and meet up and are, like, ready and asking for that connection again. Um, but we're also role models to a, little, a lot of kids. And, again, yeah. like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of different views out there in the world. Um, who's to say what's right and wrong, what's fake, and not fake and so we have to be very delicate with getting back together and setting yeah. this example you know um so right now we did a skate mentorship on zoom with a school in central la so we're able to wow. do things through zoom with kids um but i don't know it's yeah very big we have we have a lot of different so also under our umbrella of a business we wanted to kind of mimic um, how Roxy and Billabong, they came along for women's surf uh, when there wasn't a, a line for women's surf, clothing line. And there's not really, I mean, Mama Skate, Marissa, she's so badass. She uh, is a designer, Skate Moss, she's really badass. That's Victoria Taylor. She's also a designer. So there's some girls out in the industry that are definitely starting these lines, you know, uh, but I see ourselves as one of those girls, which is really badass. Or I don't want to say girls, women, they, them, like just one of the people in this industry starting a line that's, for me, I like style. Yeah. I'm going off on a rip it now. Anyways, we start, we're trying to start no, a clothing good. line for women <laughs> skateboarders, stuff that you can skate in, but still feel expressive and like feminine, you know? 
yeah. are just empowered to express yourself however you want to without having to wear just the straight pants and like the play <laughs> shoes with the like big whatever logo it has and yeah just more delicate items um that are durable but yeah. yeah so that's kind of what's been funding us we have some things out that's been selling we made masks um they were made in brazil which is really cool uh so it got to help a family over there uh, we locally source all of our other products here made in la and we uh pay the designer and we pay the seamstress everything uh done ethically we have like one well yeah so anyways that's basically what is keeping like the business side afloat during this time but definitely like the community around town and the community digitally is still there for sure but yeah i question i really wonder when will we get to party again <laughs> and when will we get to go oh. and be with the kids i look at the mm. we got to go to mexico to um one of the migrant shelters over there and then go to the middle school in tijuana and teach and pass out skateboards there and it's just like oh, wow. such a wild time that we live in to think like will like when will you be able to do that yeah again? yeah how how was that like know. how was that experience in tijuana have you been in Tijuana before? Was that your first time? or? Yeah, I had never been out of the country, actually. I yeah. got my passport, and I got to go. So on that aspect, it was very beautiful. Uh, my dad is from Mexico, so to be there, it really felt really familiar in yeah. a weird way. And um, But like beyond that, it was hard. It was I cried the entire way back because... Like you got to go for a moment and trade and like be just this moment for these kids. And yeah. they still live their realities. The, the reality is over there, it's still really, really hard and different. And there's a lot of struggles. Yeah. So it was really heartbreaking. It's very beautiful, but heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah so I wish I, we could do more. Yeah, and like uh, just going off of that, I watched the there's uh, an uh, an interview of a guy talking about being in Africa and hanging out with the youth in Africa, and it's just crazy to me. Like uh, you know, just I never put myself in in their shoes in a sense of um, they don't know what it's like to have internet every day, uh, working AC yeah. every day, insulation, all these things. You know, they would totally. ask they would ask this individual like um, or this guy, uh, isn't America the place where you know? Uh, people that don't know what to do that like commit suicide or they do this because they don't have internet, blase, blase. Just imagine being in like an environment where you're used to like literally going out every morning and hunting your food. You know what I'm saying? Like we have totally. it so good here in America and we just, we take mm -hmm. it for granted all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Completely, completely. We're so fortunate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, you guys are doing it's a wild thoughts that I have. Yeah, you guys are doing uh, doing God's work though. That's that's badass. So you know, especially you know, <laughs> thank you reaching out to um, you know, Girls World is fucking awesome because it's like empowering women, but also you know the co-ed thing as well. You know, this it's definitely a movement. I mean, I've checked out the actual page, and you guys are doing doing some work. <laughs> Seem busy all the thank time. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, even through all this time, it's super busy. And I'm like, how are we so busy? We can't even get, like, 
nothing's even happening. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very fortunate. And when going off what you said with the co-ed, it's very, very crucial for everyone to understand. And I say this mainly to the girls because there can be some confusion with very uh, strong progressiveness. We yeah. are not against males. It <laughs> is through unity that anything can happen. And we are simply trying to create a space of equality, of normalcy, you yeah. know, of unity. Um, so never ever are we against the males, the male <laughs> allies. Yeah. But yeah. Most definitely. I think you need a, um, I mean, girl swirl, it'd be cool to have like a girl swirl, like vlog or a day in a life. But I think you personally, like, you need a, a vlog. You need your own. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> Why not? I, I don't like the, the the camera and all of that. And, like, I'm very – something that has happened to me is, like, my brain and mind sees every corner of a situation and of, like, perspectives that – I'm not very good at giving just one perspective because I know that that will offend somebody because it's not the perspective of everybody. So I just question my, I I overthink, I way overthink to do that kind of thing. I feel like, which could be interesting to some people to sit there and literally go through all of my overthinking with everybody and just ramble on. But I'm, I don't need to be, I like, Avoid the phone at all costs as much as I can. <laughs> honestly, yeah, honestly, it's um, it's crazy you say that because I'm I'm in the same boat. The reason um the podcast started with strictly audio, and I will commit to strictly audio for at least fifty episodes because I I fucking hate the camera. Um, I, I don't like the mm. camera, and also I overthink, and I enjoy like like you just said, you know, I enjoy everyone's perspective. And I don't want to say anything that will offend or defy anyone's perspective on or opinion on anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I want, I want to agree with everybody and just like develop that or pave that bridge to where everyone can be on the same page. You know? So totally. I think you just said it. You're that bridge between the perspectives. You, I feel like you hosting this uh, allows you to be the bridge for everybody to give their voice and their perspectives on yeah. their situation. So I feel like how you're doing it and kind of like how I wanted to do it with uh, filmmaking is be the one to share all the different stories yeah. and all of the different perspectives. Um, so I think that is beautiful. I think that if you do it right or have like, but uh, for me, a, a video blog, like day in the life, I don't want people they already know too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, they do. There's so much information out there about me now. I'm like, oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah, lot of Yeah, I don't want to boast. I'm definitely not like a celebrity by any means. That's not what I'm saying. I, don't know. I you, just mean if you Google. You're getting there. <laughs> you guys are, no, uh, you guys are big. I'm stepping away from all of that before that happens, to be honest. But that's okay. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't want to talk about because honestly, just a word to everybody, none of it matters. Right. We are, every single person 
dies. We all die. What happens when you die, I don't know. But we all inevitably die. So really, your happiness and your health and the ones that you love around you is what is so important. So get into the celebrity status. I only hope that happens because our mission got so big that it's in all of these places right. for all of these people and it in an empowering way. But getting to the celebrity status as like everybody knows me and knows my information is not where because I like my privacy. Absolutely. I like to me too. Yeah. be alone and like especially from what happened in Seattle I realized like it's just kind of adds to all of that. So that's part of why I'm going up to go away for a little bit just to breathe a moment and then come back to it. But. Yeah, most definitely. And like, uh, you know, just doing the, the whole rap thing or clothing or whatever the hell I was doing at the time. It's never like we were never super popular, but we had like in Houston, we had attention. And what I learned about just like getting like X amount of attention, it, it gets almost annoying at a point in time. Like you want your privacy, you know what I'm saying? So like uh, just having this attention, one, you can't even fucking sneeze wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, you have to do everything right. And I, I never like that, Whoa. you know, so it, mm -hmm. especially because we're still human. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And people mistake me. I have always been like I'm very kind and compassionate and yeah. caring and but the thing is I'm also sassy <laughs> and I come from we come from the dirty south yeah. and <laughs> I keep it real I'm honest and so it's like you're always having to be on this A game and I have some bad habits like smoking cigarettes that I'm trying to quit but like doing that out of it's just whether people are watching you or not, you feel the sense of like you're being watched and you Absolutely. have to be on your A game. Yep. And so it's like you you just constantly, you just always want to be nice, not like smoke in front of, well, you shouldn't smoke in front of kids anyhow. But like, you know, always, <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of pressure. It feels like social media is today's like modern day paparazzi and you don't ever, everybody is yeah. somebody with a camera in hand these days. But yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, Oh man! but yeah. I, it's so funny because I'm so, it's, of course, I'm so fortunate and I'm so thankful and it's the most fun thing going out to the boardwalk and literally waving everybody at the coffee shop and then at the surf rental shop and then at the hookah store and then the tobacco store and then down the boardwalk, you know, the person playing the piano and this and that and it's a lot of fun and it's a huge blessing, but yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think one of the most impressive things you can do is um, be born and raised and bred somewhere and then move somewhere and make a name for yourself. And you've obviously done that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not an easy feat. That's super hard to do, you know? So, I mean, I, I definitely commend you for that, you know? And, you know, blessings. You. For, because, I mean, that's super badass. I mean, not... Uh, not many can can do that. People do it every day, and they or they attempt it every day, and they fail. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, for you, mm -hmm. especially a place think, like California, you know, <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. not that's not mm -hmm. easy. Well, it's so funny. Lucy always tells me, Mariah, when are you going to step into who you are? And I'm just like, for me to hear those things is just 
outlandish for me because I'm like, I'm just me. Like this, you you know who I was back then, but I'm like, like you don't know who I am and like what I was. Like I I'm not in like what, and so it's really. What was I gonna say about that? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's weird, but I really appreciate that. And oh, I know what I was gonna say. It's for me. It's very. I'm kind of mystical and like into mythology and the stars. Um, I just feel like it's very aligned and very serendipitous. And out of all of the darkness, it's just a little bit of karma. And yeah. maybe it's like one of my life's purpose to help with. I don't know. I just feel like. It was right place, right time. I couldn't have done it without the universe, without the community, without the other girls. Like, it's definitely not just me, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And, like, you haven't changed at all. You seem like the same person I've known since, like, fifth grade. I think the difference is, um, you know, uh, if people here, like, back home that knew you, they either appreciated you or, you know, they hated on you, whatever. But I think you just had to place yourself uh, in the midst of the right company or the right audience. And you've done that. And I think that's our goal or mission in life. Every individual, you have to put yourself in front of the right audience. Once you do that, you'll become yourself, you know, to you, you'll, be, you'll, you'll, you'll live in your fullest potential, you know, if, um, and that's where people fail because, you know, they, they think like, oh, let me move to fucking the same New York. Let me move there. Um, that's where they're supposed to be. And they fell because you're not supposed to be in New York. Like you said, everything is supposed to align, you know, the stars and all these things matter. So you have to really know yourself. And, that, you know, you've always I feel like you've always known who you were. You know, it just took um, like you putting yourself in front of the right peers the right audience you know for, for you to really shine and obviously you're doing you're doing well for yourself so that's good thank you i appreciate it well that's part of the beauty of venice i've always had this draw here you can literally be whoever you are and want to and somebody's going to be stoked for you <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an adult playground so i'm very fortunate yeah to be here Venice. Yeah, it's about finding. You said it perfectly. Yeah, well, I'm so scatterbrained. Like, I'll I'll talk and I'll be thinking about something completely different. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Sometimes (laughs) I don't do that too much, actually. Um, Every now and then, definitely. If somebody, I can get lost if somebody else is talking and I'm like, oh, man, Mariah, come back. (laughs) You guys are listening. Sometimes, though. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we go, what's on the agenda today? What do you have planned or for the rest of the week? Um, well, we are getting a new order of boards in. So I've been organizing our office, which is the garage, yeah. um, to get ready to store them in there. And I have to order some packaging today. And I'm watching Roni, which is fun. My <laughs> friend Drea just... Uh, booked a gig that I referred her for, which I'm super excited for. I'm so glad she got it. But they're doing location scouting over here because she's going to be 
mixing up some drinks. She got a beer commercial, basically, nice. uh, and we want to use Danny's patio. So they're coming over here, which is really fun. I love Drea. Hopefully, I mean, even through all of this, if you come visit, let me know. It'd be so wonderful to see you and just like, do you still skate, or could you be could you be on a skate? Um, you think? I think I could. Uh... <laughs> I could I can still <laughs> kick and push a skateboard, but uh, I, uh-huh. I I was never good at skating. I still have this tattoo on my arm. <laughs> it's a Vans oh, logo. What is that? <laughs> oh, oh my shit. god, amazing! <laughs> it's That's a funny. Vans logo. I was never any good at skating. I just like the aesthetic, and you know, all my buddies uh-huh. were always really fucking good. All my friends were super mm-hmm. good at skating. It's never one of those people that were you know good. But to answer your question. Um, yeah, anytime that I'm ever in, in California, um, I will definitely hit you up, you know, maybe we can link up. So, um, a lot of people That'd don't be know, wonderful. yeah, a lot of people don't know this and, um, it's damn near like confirmation, like you telling me about van life. My goal, um, I want to at least do like 50 episodes for being bullshit, but, uh, my goal is to hitchhike across America and document the process and podcast it. <laughs> Wow, yes, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm a black man in America. It's going to be dangerous. It's going mm-hmm. to be exciting. It's, it might be fucking aggravating. It might be interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely mm-hmm. want to do that um, come 2021. I don't know if it'll be January mm-hmm. or February or maybe next summer. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a, uh, it's on my bucket list. And, I, it, you know, the plan will be executed. So. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. I'll definitely be watching through that process, and I know you don't want to cheat, but <laughs> if you need places to stay along the way, I know people, if you need help at any moment, I will be there. I never want you to feel unsafe, or, yeah. I mean, you're going to feel unsafe. Definitely, oh, you're going to feel unsafe. For sure. For it's sure. going to be scary and all of those things you said, but if it gets really unsafe, really, really, really call me anytime. Most definitely, most definitely. So, how can and when you come through here? Uh, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, well, if I start like uh, once I leave Texas, I will be going west. So you'll be, you know, you guys will see me for, you know, of course, uh, be a while. Arizona, New Mexico, all those places. But uh, mm-hmm. California, you guys will see me before the East Coast will. <laughs> Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, how can that everybody ass. reach you and follow you, and you know, if they want to become a part? of you or your brand like how can they reach you what all are you on and all those good things so pretty much these days things are instagram my instagram yeah. is just my name mariah rose m-y-r-i-a-h-r-o-s-e underscore um, my email is attached through there um, if you don't have instagram and you need to get a hold of me it is my first name, M-Y-R-I-A-H, <laughs> at Girl Swirl. So Girl doesn't have an I, G-R-L-S-W-I-R-L. Um, and if you want to look up Girl Swirl, you can Google us. Um, there's a lot of different articles and videos that come up through there. Um, we have a website. You can email us in at hello at girlswirl.com or go to our Instagram. Uh, you can actually look up to on Instagram, the New York chapter, and the San Diego chapter just by typing Girls World New York for Girls World San Diego. Gotcha. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's how. Beautiful, beautiful. I thank you so much for 
uh, joining on. I was going to like literally annoy the shit out of you until you replied to me. <laughs> totally. Like I said, I don't like to, I just put my phone away, especially during all this time. I feel like people are just, and not you, not you by any means, just like on my phone yeah. and like different things. People are very active right now. And I'm like, this yeah. is such a time where you just need to be by yourself. Don't do anything. Be <laughs> mellow. And so I have a tendency of just like leaving my phone. Oh, so. yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. It's cool. And I, I plan on doing that, um, especially after this week, uh, more often because uh, I try to read a book nowadays and it's like impossible to read it because our attention, attention span is so short. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so used it's to wild, totally. scrolling, you know what I'm saying? The scroll, uh-huh. Yeah, it sucks, but um, yeah, so I'll try to get But it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, It's been for really sure. lovely. Yeah, for it's sure. It's crazy to see your face. <laughs> we're 28 years old now, 10 years after graduation. It's so cool. Corey Beasley, huh? Yeah, Mariah Rose. That really you? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, cool. for sure. But it's I'll, been really I'll definitely, nice talking um, to you. I'll definitely be texting or calling you, and I appreciate this. I really do. Uh huh. Of course, anytime, and I can't wait to see your journey. Oh yeah, for sure. Take care. Have a good day. Talk to you later. All bye. right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>